Air School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Air Skull this Saturday and we are delighted to have a very special guest wrapping up the show. As you know, the topic and the subject of debate all morning has been home economics. We've also spoken ag science. Wrapping up the show perfectly and very fittingly is TV chef, author, writer and TV personality, Rachel Allen. Rachel, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us on Spin Air Skull. Not at all. Thanks a million, Louise, for having me on. It's brilliant to have you on the show, Rachel. And I, I guess we're going to jump straight in and ask you about your leave insert, if you don't mind, because I think the whole country would imagine that you were an A1 student when it came to home economics. No, actually, I never did my home economics for my leaving. Um, I did it up until third year, but I I don't know if I've ever said this before. I, I got asked to leave the class, um, so I never did it for my leaving. Um, it just it it just didn't really it's just awful. The teacher and I um, we didn't really we didn't really we didn't really get on. I got on with lots of other teachers, like my art teacher um, and my PE teacher and whatever. But yeah, no, it, it didn't it didn't really work. You know what? Also, I just wasn't. Um, I'm definitely very practical. I found there was a lot of science coming in and. Um, which understandably there is a lot of science, but it's a pity that there isn't, you know, a, a practical cooking course as well in school, as well as home economics, I think. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think, Rachel, that's so refreshing for so many people across the country and so many Leaving Cert students to hear that because sometimes that is the difference in a subject. It could be a case that they just do not like the atmosphere in their classroom, they don't get on with their teacher and they find themselves opting not to study something they're really actually good at. So do you think that was what happened to you? I do. Well, it was, it was funny. I always, I never knew what I wanted to do. And I kept thinking, I love something creative. I wanted to be either a designer, whether it was shoes or um, clothes or, or so you, so you'd think maybe that I would have enjoyed home economics, but I, I found it all and I, I'm sure it's improved a lot since then but I found it all a bit kind of fuddy-duddy and we had to make these like hideous shirts and I was just going oh. you know I, I think I, it would have maybe ignited something in me had it been a little bit more maybe up to date and it wasn't any of the teachers faults you know they do and they were doing such a good job but it was just it just I felt that the course just needed a bit of changing so I, I just I never really knew what I wanted to do and then I did always think though Look, I love cooking. I love baking. And even just on a practical sense of just having cooking, you know, being able to cook and being able to use it to travel um, because I wanted to study drama studies and um, a trinity. And then I was thinking if I travel and cook for a year and then come do drama studies, but then the drama studies never or shoe design. um, Neither of those I did because I just stayed with the food because then I kind of realized having left school. Oh, my goodness. There are so many opportunities in food and we didn't really know about all those opportunities then we weren't it wasn't something that we were you know taught in really I think and there are even more opportunities now in food and I just think that unfortunately school a lot of it that the main format of school might suit one type of person very well but it also doesn't suit lots of other types even like one or two of our children you know are definitely more practical and would love to have been I don't know, in the forest, cutting down a tree, learning how to make something from that or, or you know, more, more of the, the carpentry and the, the practical skills. 
um, I just, I would love. It comes up every week on the show about the Leaving Cert being outdated, archaic, it doesn't suit practical learning and unfortunately so many students fall by the wayside because they can't rote learn essays and they can't just learn off blocks yeah. of material and regurgitate it and then find themselves not getting into college degree courses that would suit them and that they would be amazing at. Exactly, exactly. And and also it can really, you know, hit their self-esteem and their self-confidence if they think, oh, I'm not getting the grades that my parents expect me to or that my friends are getting, whatever. What's wrong with me? And they're just a different type of learner. And there are just so many extraordinary creative opportunities for them out there. But it's to to know how to get those and to know how to work towards them. Um, I think it really would be amazing if if in school we were all taught to learn how to cook and um, and the ones who want to do the whole, you know, home economic side of it, then literally the economics and the and the science side, they could learn that too. But the more practical learners could just learn how to cook. And I think that would be brilliant. And I don't know if it's down to the government level, if schools are even allowed to veer off. They're probably not allowed to veer off, you know, just the, yeah, the main the curriculum. Format. I know. And I think the problem is, Rachel, that, you know, we've had this system for so long and the Leaving Cert has almost in some cases become a rite of passage. And, you know, I think if if the pandemic has taught us anything in the last two years, as Simon Harris rightly said last week or the week before on the show, the world goes on despite there not being a Leaving Cert and students will still continue on through education. So I think the time is now for that reform and we're all pushing for it here for sure and for certain. And especially for you, I think, for someone who has experienced the Leaving Cert, both as a student and as a parent, you know exactly how stressful it can be on both sides of the table. Like you remember your own Leaving Cert, maybe not so fondly. And I'd imagine that being a mom of a Leaving Cert student can equally be a stressful experience. I wasn't very stressed. I, I was kind of, I thought, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And, you know, got by okay. Did, oh, did a bit of cramming. That's what I tend to do. <laughs> I work well under pressure, you know, and then Luca, actually our second son, he has he was supposed to do his leaving last year and Josh our first son didn't do his leaving and then when Luca was supposed to do his I was thinking great now one of my children's gonna you know do do their leaving and and get through really well and then it was cancelled <laughs> <laughs> and you know I mean and life continues and I'm sure he will go on to do absolutely just fine how was it for Luca did he feel upset that he didn't have the opportunity to sit the leaving cert or maybe just delighted you know, that he didn't have to go through the stress because I know it was such an uncertain year for students last year. Um, well, you see, he actually, he races cars. He's in Japan. He's living in Japan at the moment racing. So he was kind of delighted. He was heading out to Japan anyway, straight after the leaving. Um, but from March, I kept saying, Luca, come on, you got to study. He said, mum, it's going to be cancelled. Don't worry, it's going to be cancelled. I was saying, it's not going to be cancelled. It's ridiculous. He was saying, I'm telling you, it's going to be cancelled. <laughs> Um, so, so, but he, you know, he did okay in his predictive grades. He's, he seems to be able to learn in, in, in that way, you know, that kind of, as you say, that root learning and he's going down another path at the moment, um, with his racing. He want he'd love to get to formula one racing. So he's, that's what he's involved in. He's very in, interested in, you know, um, sports science and he's interested in nutrition. Amazing. So hilariously, Rachel, your experiences of the Leaving Cert have actually, you've kind of experienced all sorts. Everything by the traditional Leaving Cert seems to have happened yeah. in your life. <laughs> There's a bit of pressure on for Scarlett, our 12-year-old, who's going first year of September. Well, <laughs> you are, you're leaving, you are. <laughs> she's plenty of time to figure it out, Rachel. And I suppose, like, it's refreshing to hear that, you know, there there are success stories and they come off the back of 
nothing to do with the Leaving Cert often. And I think that is what the message we need to send out to students who are stressing at the moment, because I think it's been built up so much this year that they're given an option between predictive grades. They can also sit the yeah. exams. Most students are actually doing both to have an insurance policy. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of stress. So the advice mm-hmm. I would love to ask you is for students who see themselves moving forward into third level, studying food of some sort, whether they go on to study home economics, to become a chef or whatever it might be, food science, nutrition. Do you think that it's a field that is worthwhile continuing to study in? I really do. I think, well, for for both kinds of people, I think for people, number one, who want to go into third level, there are some fantastic courses. Actually, the food science course is a really interesting one in food business. Um, or it's in food science, isn't it, that you that you do do a lot of the business side, which I know um, Sully of Cully and Sully of the, the soups, Cully is my cousin or my husband's cousin. And um, he actually, he didn't study food science, but Sully, his business partner did. And so that's where he got into that whole, that whole side. So the food science does sound really interesting. I think there are lots of really interesting courses. So I think there are lots of very interesting courses and I'm not okay with them all at all. But, um, but also for people who don't want to go into third level, I do think there are lots of really interesting avenues that you can go down and literally starting like so many chefs have started actually just by um getting work experience in a restaurant literally starting at the bottom like that that's also another really good avenue to go down because people will always take um you know someone to work for free for if you can afford it for even a few weeks and and see what kind of oh that's the kind of restaurant I'd love to work in work your work your way up you know, doing it for free for one or two weeks, they'll often want you to do that so they can keep an eye on you, see how you get on, and then you start in the kitchen. Yes, on low wages, um, and that's how I started. But but after I did the cookery course, but then you know you work your way up, and that can be really good. Or you know, of course, there's there's blogging, there's styling, there's food photography, um, and now with social media and so many amazing online platforms, it's a really really good way for anyone who's creative to get them you know, themselves out there. Um, So I think there are, there are lots of opportunities. And for people who are saying, I'm not going to get the, you know, the points to do, whether it's food science or home ec, really try and believe that there are lots of other, lots of other avenues. I mean, obviously, like with everything, hard work, you know, for anything that you, that you love doing, you don't mind working hard at it anyway. Um, And so while I didn't work very hard in school, then once suddenly I got into food, and really enjoyed it, then I was kind of going, oh, right, I'm actually not afraid of hard work. I wish I'd, you know, the hard work that I do now, I wish I'd applied some of it <laughs> when I was in school. But anyway, I didn't. Um, but but I do think there are lots of really good opportunities. And I think that's so interesting. When it's your passion, it just becomes a labour of love and you don't, like you say, it doesn't feel like work when you love what you do. And I think that's that age-old phrase, but there's so much truth in it. Exactly, exactly. And even things like if, if anyone is listening and thinking, um, oh, I love food styling. You know, how do people get into that? You know, contact food stylists. They will never say no. Well, probably not. Um, say no to someone just offering to help out for free. You know, and you could do that the first few times. And, and it's always the people who work hardest on a shoot or hardest in, you know, whatever the day's work is and who are open to doing anything. So if you're supposed to be, say, for instance, assisting with styling, if you suddenly turn around and see dirty cups by the sink, you know, wash them up, put them away. People will always notice someone who's kind of quick on their feet, helpful, smile, make eye contact, remember everyone's name. You know, things like that that are really just practical out in the, in the working, you know, field. 
that's some really great advice, Rachel. And I think that students would be so grateful to hear all of that from you. Um, I think you touched on something really interesting there when you mentioned social media, because I believe that there is so many career opportunities available to students nowadays and to anyone who is reconsidering their career on social media, um, between YouTube, blogging, Instagram, Twitter, there are all of these platforms that we see people rise to fame and rise to success and launch businesses on. So I would love to know your opinion on that. Like, as a qualified professional chef, author, television personality, what is your take on, let's call them TikTok chefs, who have millions of hits online but don't necessarily have any qualification? That's a really good question, actually, I think. And and yeah, it is. It's so relevant because there are so many like that. But to, I think, like in anything in life, if that's what you want to go into in order to be that step above maybe other people is to try and get the qualifications. And when I say qualifications, that could be studying in college, it could be going off and doing a cookery course, or it could be going working in a restaurant and actually learning the techniques in there. You know, there are lots of people out there who are just totally self-taught. But if you can learn from someone, be it in a in a classroom or a, a kitchen, which is one of the best classrooms, um, then I think it's knowing your basics. And if you know the basics, then you'll have so much more confidence and actually you'll have so much more authority as well. If someone who has doesn't have cooking qualifications and but who says, look, this is how I make this, 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 I think that's great. Brilliant. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I think there is definitely a new generation of social media stars on the rise. And I think that uh, it'll, it will continue to change and evolve. And that's very exciting for every industry at the moment. Um, I guess it finally, really is. Yeah, it really is. I totally agree. We've one final question that I would like to ask uh, for the foodies out there who are going to continue into the field. And maybe they know that they love food, but can't decide what area they would like to continue to work in. Is there any exciting areas that are on the up with food. I know sustainability is a massive one right now. Um, You know, maybe for like a food entrepreneurial brain or someone who wants to get into a new and innovative side of food. Actually, sustainability is huge. Farming. The farmers are the new, again, that they've always been the heroes, you know, of of cooks and chefs. Um, But there are so many more people now going into, you know, just even starting with a small plot, selling the food to restaurants, organics as well, you know, learning about cooking or cooks rather growing without chemicals. There are so many areas, um, cheese making, all of the artisanal skills as well, you know, with, with all traditional skills of cheese making, salami making, knife making, you know, that's, that's also big. Now, um, there's one guy called Finkel Ferguson who started making beautiful knives. He's got like a two, three year waiting list now, Sam Gleason. So, you know, it could be just beautifully made knives and they've actually got waiting lists and they're making stunning, stunning pieces. So it's not just the actual cooking itself. I think it's all the, it's all the equipment that we as cooks use and particularly in the pandemic, you know, when people have realized shop local or trying to find, trying to source something really natural and beautiful rather than, you know, plastic disposable stuff, which isn't very disposable, but sourcing really cool, gorgeous stuff. I think that's another whole exciting side, actually. Old traditional methods that 
are really making a comeback, thank goodness, and people are seeing the value in them. Bringing it back to basics, I think, and it is, it's refreshing and it's lovely to hear and hopefully it means there are just so many more opportunities and I guess the, the time is now to pursue them. Yeah, and a really, really huge, huge amount of luck to the, to the wave. Everyone's doing their leaving. Oh, <laughs> Rachel, you were, there. you were so kind to come on and chat with us on Spinner Skull and I know that so many students across the country will be very grateful for your advice and just to hear as well how normal you are and that you've gone through the system and uh, you know it's all worked out in your favour so you never know you <laughs> might be consistent with a little only a little bit of success <laughs> well listen you may meet many of our uh, bright sparks that tune in in Ballymaloo in time to come I'm sure that uh, these students that maybe test out a cooking course when they finish their leave insert and decide where they want to go from there so I'm sure um, many of our students will cross your path in the coming months and years thank you so much Louise yeah but really a good luck a good luck to you all who are doing your leaving brilliant stuff that is us all out of time on Spin or Skull this morning Rachel Allen wrapping up the show with some great advice for aspiring foodies and we of course will podcast all of this as well you can listen back in long form simply search Spin or Skull wherever you get your podcasts Spin or Skull the podcast you're on Spin